0: So today's Gahf is konkret, and we begin with the bottom of Khosai Zet. You remembered, oh, got got erased. Anyway, we had a whole fun time yesterday uh, interpreting the Tzikim in the beginning of a Yikra, to show that mm. their, uh, that the hepsit and Iturach, the playing and the dismembering, it's actually pshat of the Psukim, which was what Rabbi was teaching his son, um, does not require a Kohen. So the Gemara figured out which exactly Pasaka society was extra to teach you that. Then we focus <coughs> on the Ahmad on a statement of Rev. Ati in the name of Rab that said if a non Kohen actually arranged the wood pile, he's high of Misa. It's an voter that you chayav misa for. Now, um, and the Gemara, now, I want to remind you, by the way, there are voters that a non kohen is not allowed to do that is not chayav misa. We learned before, remember, about Truma hadeshen. Is it only putting something on? Is it taking something off? Is it Voda tama, a final stage, not an interim stage? So saying Yechayi Misa is pretty radical. A, you're saying that a code has to do it, which is shot of the Pesukim. And B, you're saying that it's considered like one of these real final avodahs in Yechayi Misa. The Gemara, although it's shot of the Pesukim, varchu Arona Konini, No, that's Yisrael tzachnim. But anyway, that they, that they, that they, they anyway, whatever the Pesuk is, they order the, the wood and then they put, they order the fire and they put wood on the fire. Varchu eitzimala age. So anyway, although it's the Pasuk, the Gemara challenged it. they were challenged it and he said it's a nighttime avoda. A czar should not be invalid for a nighttime utter Shocking. Not only are you not chayimis, a czar should not be invalid. Even though the psukin says b'nei amma. And the Gemara basically accepted the answer. And the Gemara basically said, Okay, you're right we're not talking about the ordering of the wood, we're talking about putting the new wood. Putting the new wood is something that the Gemara claimed, um, although again, it sounded from other sources that that happened before daybreak, it sounded like putting the new wood was, the Gemara claimed putting the new wood happened after daybreak. And that would be the only thing you'd be Chayv Misa for. But basically, you're right, um, if it's a night avoda, it's not chayv Misa, and maybe even a non-Kohen can do it. And the Truma Hadeshen, (laughs) although it's in the night, technically it's a day avoda, and the Gemara completely sort of change that statement of, 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 of uh, what do you call it, of Reb Yochadan, and uh, basically in, you know, almost, you know, in defiance of the, of the simple sense of the psuki. And then it ended with a question about whether you do a lottery for certain things or not. So now we pick up at the bottom of Chazayin HaMet with like a repeat of the sugya but with a different sort of orientation. Let's take a look. So two lines from the bottom of Chazayin Ambet. The Igadami, others say, um, I'm a, uh, challenge to this idea of arranging the woodpile that a czar is high of Misa was not from the fact that it was a night avoda. Here was his challenge. Here's his challenge. This already is something we're familiar with. Do you have an interim avoda that is invalid with a czar? Because remember, as we learned before, avoda tama, right? Avoda tem, avoda tama. Only a final avoda, not an interim avoda, are you misa for, a czar. So here, would you have an interim avoda that's invalid? This is interim because you're arranging the wood pile in order to put on the wood. It's not a Final avoda. Now again, that's fine to say you're not high of misa, and that's enough to challenge Reb Yochanan. Reb Yochanan said you're high of but again, the challenge seems a little extreme. He says like it's, it's not invalid with a non coin. even a non coin can even do it, which again is quite radical. But that's his challenge now: not that it's not an avodah, not that it's a night avoda, but that it's an interim avoda, the arranging of the wood on the wood pile. So now the Gemara pushes back. What about the, uh, the limbs and the uh, fats? Now, what type of question is that? That's not an interim avoda. That's the last thing you do with a Corbin, is you burn the limbs and the fat. So that was a question before when the challenge was a night avoda. So we said the burning of the limbs happens at night. <coughs> but it's not a night, but sure, that's not the issue. The issue is an interim avoda, and that's not relevant here. So Rashu basically says that two-thirds of the next sugya until the, until the end of the perek is all essentially an accidental copy over from the previous sugya. That we're going to go through the same questions, but they're completely irrelevant here. And actually, he, he cuts them out of the gear. So he says it was a mistaken copy because, you know, it's, an, it's a different approach. So we just said, oh, great. Let's cut and paste the earlier questions and answers. But the earlier questions and answers don't work because it's a different question. It's a different assumption. This huge toast here on Chalzainah Macbeth tries to fit in this saw with the new assumption. Okay, and he does amazing somersaults to have it make sense. But for our sake, we will assume, like Rashi, that it is a mistaken copy over. So I'll read it through, but you'll see obviously why it doesn't make sense. Okay.
1: So why would they say
0: something that doesn't make sense? No, not necessarily. That the that the uh, that the question is always at which stage did it get incorrectly copied? You know, copied over. Um, Rashi is basically saying it's a it's a toast. I mean, Rashi is basically saying that at some stage after the Chasimah Sashas, you know, maybe at the Goonic period or whatever, it, it just got sort of in, copied over. He's not claiming that it's, the Gemara intentionally did it. Rashi actually cuts it out of the first Look at the first, first word of Rashi. Varevarmukdarm. Logar sinon lekuah hachirsa. with the truanthagesh and hasha. The etc., etc. Because it's all not relevant. The question here is about interim avoda, not nighttime avoda. So let's read through it. It'll be a little repeat of yesterday, but it won't make sense now actually that this got in here because the squad was working too quickly who knows why he yeah, said but I got shit for right
1: yeah yeah. I don't believe well, it. again,
0: whose mistake was it? the mistake in the scribe? Was it a mistake at an oral stage when it was being right. told over? But somehow, you right? Exactly. You because you're exactly as you as you're, by 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 the rush, of, you know, you of the, the the rush of the of the telling it over, you yeah, go yeah, through, you repeat true. the same questions again, and you don't stop to think that they're not relevant here. Yeah, yeah. There's another way of asking the question. Not about night, about interim avoda. Oh, so then it says back and forth this thing about avarmazdarm. Yeah that's what The desk said nobody stops. Say one minute. None of that makes sense he now. That's your question.
1: <laughs> <hundred and laughs> and uh, all
0: copy. right. Anyway, so let's take a look. Vare. Okay. So, again, the question is, how could an interim avoda, the organizing of the wood, be something that a zarah's chaism So, the says, why not? What about the, the fats and the limbs? Again, that's not an interim avoda, but that is relevant to the night question, because it is a night avoda. So, avoda gimamahi. And again, the answer has to do with day or night. Oh, that's actually not a night avoda, that's the ending of the avoda of the day. Of course, that's completely, again, irrelevant to the question about interim versus final avoda. How about the taking of the ashes? Again, good question. If the issue is a night avoda, because that seems to be a night avoda, not relevant if it's about an interim avoda. Truma sadechen is not an interim avoda; it's the end of a process. Again, bad question here. Oh, that's the beginning of the day avoda. Again, good answer if the question is night versus day. It's a day avoda. Not relevant if the question is interim versus final avoda. Okay. If somebody washes his hands for the Tuma Sadeshan, Mama Kadesh, you don't have to wash your hands again at daybreak. because you already sanctified your hands from the beginning of the Avoda. This is the beginning of the Avoda of the day elakasha, but now we've got a problem, okay, presumably our problem is, is that the, the challenge that it's an interim avoda, forget this back and forth we just had, what about the fact that it's an interim avoda, the organizing of the wood how could you be chaif misa on it okay, and remember again, we, again I'm not sure a czar should be okay for it, but you shouldn't be of misa, that's the issue before avoda tama so ela e i don't know ela e etmar haqi here's what was said so we have to reframe this idea of the wood pile khayf misa because it's an interim avoda so here's what he said avravatiam Yochanan cedar not organizing the wood pile but putting the two logs of wood on the wood pile afterwards that's where yohayav hoil the avoda and here it has that phrase tamah. that is the end of a process after organizing the wood you put on the two logs of wood. The wood. No okay, to okay the you could say that, but you know, you could also say you could say the blood is preparatory for the burning of the limb. You know, at least it is the end of the wood process. Okay, it's the end of dealing with the fire. But yes, it is possible to say otherwise, and that's Rashi himself says, if you remember, this was not <laughs> listed in the earlier list of things that are avodatama that a is And that exact debate would be what Michael is saying. Do you view this as the end because it's the end of preparing the fire or is it interim because you're going to burn the limbs on it and this is just to prepare it to burning the, burning the, 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 the parts of the korban, the fat and the limbs and so on. So this, as this is saying that no, at least the logs is not, is it avodatama yorchayev. Okay? And we're not concerned now about the idea of a night versus day. We're just concerned about avodatama math Fla farah Rava raba Rav said elma asati if it is so important that it is an Abodat taman that a Tsar is chayiv for it so why not have a why not have a, uh, a lottery for it similar to how we the, con- the discussion continued yesterday after we decided your Chay of misa the question becomes let's have a, a lottery so the Gemara said you does not require pious. <laughs> the one who got the removing of the ashes gets the putting of the log so it's part of that lottery it's interesting yesterday the Gemara said Rav forgot this right yeah. here's the thing challenging him with the break and now the Gemara comes and defends come? <laughs> no no here's what Ravah meant <laughs> if it's so important that your should get its own lottery now of course, I too. so the Gemara says. Kida amrina, the okay, so so kida kida like we said. Now it's not clear, like what's like we said. How does it? What's the answer to that? But anyway, let's now the Gemara. Now now the Gemara unpacks. First of all, Tosas asks. Anyway, Tosa says, I don't understand. So many things that were schlepped along with the lottery of the Tamid are things you'd be chayiv misa and as you know, and as avoda tamah, and there was one pious of thirteen jobs. So, who knows what? Who knows? Okay, it's a very <laughs> difficult subject. Anyway, the Gemara says, La Meimra, the fact that Rava said, let it get its own lottery, suggests you know, implies that something that is an avodah tamah and therefore a non-Kohen gets Misa would demand its own lottery. That's, Ra- that's Rava's question, okay? If not, it does not deserve, it does get its own lottery. Is that really true? How about Shchita? That gets its own lottery, okay? And that, excuse me, that does not get its own lottery and that is an avodah that a, I'm sorry, says it again Shita, a czar is not invalid for and Shrita does get its own lottery because the first of the 13 right that we do for the tamid the first one is who gets the Shrita so if anything is considered to be the one that fundamentally you're doing the lottery for it's for the Shita. but the Shrita a czar can do and Rav is assuming that the only thing that gets a lottery is something that a czar cannot do no again this phrase it's the beginning of the day avoda. but here what it means is because it's part of all these other avodas that a zar is chayev misa for so since there are so many avodas related to the tamid that a czar cannot do and a zar is chayev that's why there's a lottery for all the avodas of the tamid but Ravah's question would, would, was that there's no lottery for this um, you know uh, so, so the fact that Shita isn't isn't the problem but why says Ravah is there not a lottery for the actual uh, putting of the wood by itself that deserves its independent lottery. Again, it's a strange question because, as I just said, you've explained why Shrika is part of the lottery, but, but according to Rava, so many things related to the Tamim should all be getting their own lottery if you want the wood to get its own lottery. So again, it's not very clear what the question is, what the answer is. Okay. So now the Gemara goes back and says like this. Lememra, this suggests that Vodatama by Pius, Vodasheshokha, by Now again, this seems to be, at least until now, although there was questions we had on it, you understood how it was relating to the issue at hand. Now we're back to something that seems to be just, an, again, a copy over from yesterday's Sugya that doesn't make sense okay because let's see why this seems to say from rama's question that an end avoda needs a pious avoda shi shakri avoda low by a lo ba pious an interim avoda does not need a pious right like that's our emphasis now end avoda versus interim avoda so one minute vare evarmuk darim. what about the limb which presumably right you know um don't get uh well the question is right before the question of the limbs was, was that it was a night avoda and that they did have their own pious so right presumably the point is here they do have their pious who brings the limbs to the top of the altar so why is that true why do they get their pious now again the question is why is that a problem right the limbs are avoda tamad they're the end of they're their are they're, the, they're an end avoda. they're putting it on the fire what? so what I want to make the question was before yesterday why do the limbs get a pious they're a night avoda. And the answer was, no, 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 they're part of the day of Oda, which is the answer. So far, di Mamahi. Right, that's the next answer here. So that was a question when the issue was night versus day. Ah, the limbs are a night of Oda. Why do they get the pious answer? It's their day of Oda. But here the issue is, and and versus interim. And again, it's not relevant. The limbs are an end of And so, th- again, this is an accidental cap- Cardi copy over from before. Let's just see it again. All right, Tumat Hadeshen. What about Tumat Again, if the question was a night of you understand. If a night of why does it get a pious? And the answer is Mishumai shahaya because of the story. The guy got pushed over and so on. If the issue is interim versus end again, it doesn't make sense. Tumat Hadeshen is an end of So, what's the issue? Okay, so again, Major sections here about questioning about the limbs and the Truma HaDashen according to Roth, they are all copied over. We're all about day versus night. The answers are all about day versus night. They're completely irrelevant to our concern right now, which is the issue is of Avodah Tama. Do, so I don't understand why
1: bringing the Ivarim and the father onto the kevish is a
0: Avodah Tama. It's a no, 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 It's the hakrava of them. It's a
1: Hakura. Yeah. So then, so that then, did
0: get a pious, though, remember? There was a final pious right. for who brings it onto okay. the author. So then, so then
1: it's an interim Avodah just bringing it up the kids, yeah, right? but
0: that wasn't a pious b'chnei That was slept along with the other stuff, right? <laughs>
1: Right, but still the category of Avodah Tamah or an Right,
0: right. So a czar who brought the stuff to the Kevesh actually would not be Chayev. Right. That's true. Okay, but the issue here about who gets a pious, and it was complicated anyway yesterday, but it's certainly here a problem that it's all introducing the issue about the questions and answers aren't relevant. The questions and answers are about night versus day. At the end of the day, what we're saying is, just to focus us on the conclusion, yesterday we were saying that a, a night Avodah, a czar could not be Chayev, Me Maybe even it's Ksherev Tzar, which again is a shocker, based on the Pesukim. Mm-hmm. But that, the emphasis of night versus day, and having to say that certain things, like the wood being put on the fire, actually took place in the day, not the night. Okay? And calling certain things like the Tumas on a day voter. So yesterday we insisted that it be a day voter for a Tzar to be hired. Here we're saying something that we said a week ago, which is that only in Avodah Tama, Azar is Chayav, and we're discussing the wood pile, and is arranging the wood is not Avodah Tama, putting the logs on the wood maybe is, maybe is it. That's the end of the wood pile, Avodah, but it's not the end of the whole process, which is the burning of the limbs. But that at least is a concept that we are familiar with, that of Avodah Tama. Okay, so now the Gemara concludes with this. Um, and then all these issues about who exactly gets a pious and what criteria get a p- do you use to determine <coughs> if you get a pious or not? Amar Mar We also taught man Go see if the time for shkita has come. But it doesn't say the time of the burning of the wood. So what does that prove? So you remember yesterday that proved that it was a. Night avodah, and it was a question. How can you say the wood was put on in the day? And it's a day avodah. It says they waited till it get light to do the shechita, right? And they didn't wait. So, so not to put on the wood. So it shows that the wood was done at night. And what was the answer? Yeah. The answer was No, 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 no. They waited till it got light to do the wood also, but they didn't wait for the announcement because most, you know, they basically knew when it was light or not. So they were only super careful not to check the Corbin too soon because then you'd have to just, you know, burn the whole Corbin. You'd have to get rid of it. You'd lose the whole animal. But they weren't super careful about the wood because if they made a mistake, fine, they'll take it off and put it back on again. But really, that's what the Khmer said yesterday. It's the exact same discussion. That was to make the claim that the wood was done in the... to challenge the idea that the wood was done in the, in the day it looks like it's done at the night and the answer is no, 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 it really was done in the day here however, it seems to be saying something else here it seems to be being brought to try to support an argument what argument are you supporting by trying to show that it was done at night? so look at Rashi, Rashi says na about eight lines before the end of the parrach we're trying to prove from this idea that it sounds like the wood was done at night to prove that it's an avodah why is that a proof? I must just skip to the next Rashi. The fact that we're showing that it was done at night because they didn't wait for the announcement to do it. You see, it was done at night. That makes it an avodah because the night avodas are done, and the burning of the limbs is done in the day. So, meaning, according to Rashi, at least this last line is, can be used for our discussion, not about night versus day, but night versus day is relevant for our discussion, is it an aboda tamat? is it an end avodah, right? Do you understand that? Because if it was done in the day, then you could say, oh, you put the logs on the day, you're not yet done, you're going to burn the limbs. But if the logs are done at night, oh, so the night abodas are getting the fire ready, And the day avodas are burning the limbs, and therefore the putting of the logs is the end of the avoda of the of the fire of the wood pile, because that is ended at the end of the night. The fire is the night thing and the limbs are the day thing and therefore, therefore it's the know, end I, of a process and therefore it's the vodat HaMah and you Chai of Misa and the end says maybe not maybe really it would be a day of voda, they just didn't wait for the announcement even if it's at night even what? if it's at night so yes thank you for pointing that out this Sugya argues with the previous so at the end of the day there's two <laughs> the debates <Eight, laughs>
1: are <what, laughs> oh, there, two debates
0: one debate is technically the back and forth here at the end was the wood done at <clears throat> night which is what it sounds like Or do we try to say, no, 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 it was done at day, they just can't wait for the announcement. So when was the wood done? Okay, but yes, the other debate is, are you chayev king, azar be chayev nisa for an avoda of night? This sogya assumes yes, let it be a night avoda, Zara is chayev nisa. The only issue is, is it an avoda tama? And it is an avoda tama because it was done at night and that ended the process. Whereas yesterday sogya assumed you needed it to be a day avoda for azar to be of nisa. So, and that was a new criteria, we had never heard that before. Okay, so that is the basic debate between these two approaches, the, the, you know, the copied-over text notwithstanding. <laughs> and now we thankfully enter a new parak, which is going to be a much more, at least the opening is going to be a lot, a lot easier. So let's take a look. Now this will sound familiar, because this is a lot of what we were quoting before, or alluding to before. So we're back to, remember, they did the whole pious, they did the whole drawing of the lots. It said they shechted it, they brought the limbs to the ramp, they went from the ramp to the top. We're talking about the normal Avodas they were doing in the base of HaMikdash. Okay? But now we double back, because we talked about which, how the lots were drawn, but now we're going to double back to talk about actually when they began the avoda to do the Shrita and the bringing of the Tamid. Okay? So let's take a look. Amalema mamuna, the appointed person, said, when they were getting ready to bring the, to do the Shrita and to bring the Tamid, Tsuru mana right? This is just what we quoted a minute ago. Go see if the time for shrita's come. Go see if it's daybreak yet. Imigia, um, um, if the time of Shita had arrived, it was daybreak. Haro'a ome, brakai. The ro would say brakai, which basically means like the morning has burst forth or like, uh, uh, brightness. Um, so Masia ben Shmuel Omer and Masia ben Shmuel said that he presumably he said that he would say he pene kol ad Now it's, again, the Gemara going to unpack exactly who's saying what, but it sounds like in the Mishnah that they would ask him. It has it dot after, I mean, it, uh, did, it, did it get light off the east? Is the east light all the way to Chevron? Like, can you see? You know, the light reaching all the way to Chevron. Zulamir Hain, and he said yes. What? Which is to the
1: east of your
0: The south. It's the south. Well, maybe that's therefore how why it has to get. It has to be lighter so that the light reaches all the way around to the south. The is standing up on some. Right. So thank mountain. you. Ya yeah, says he's on a roof. He's, he's on. He's on. He's on a wall. He's somewhere. Uh, he's looking to seeing if, right, if there's been, if, uh, if, so the if. The guy right.
1: below telling the Rowan, go up and take a look. Right. goes to see <laughs>
0: Exactly. Now. Exactly. Yes, thank you. I didn't mention that. He is on a height Okay. Uh, why do they need, I mean, could not you just tell? Is it day or night? Why do they need right. somebody to be, exactly. to be on the top of the roof it's telling exactly them the if it's the light or not? Because one time there was some moonlight coming out and it looked like it was the eastern light of the day. V'shachtu the Tamid and they shechted the Tamid. V'otiyul they had to burn it outside. They had to, you know, they, they did not on the altar. They had to burn. They had to destroy it because it was a pasul. So this is what the Gemara referred to before. As, you know, it's lately late You're going to have to get. You're going to have to destroy the korban if you shechted it early. Okay. So that was how they knew that it was time to begin the morning service. This guy said, He hey here call up or brakha, And now without like sort of like abruptly, we switch back to the coin gogo. the gogo Then they got the coin gaggle go to the v'ila. Okay, now, again, what's abrupt here is is that it sounded like we were talking about the normal service on a normal day. We're done talking about, oh, this is a normal thing. They the lotteries. They waited until they knew it was the time for the shkita, And now, without even taking, even one word of transition, we go back to Yom Kippur and say what they would do with the Kohen goggle, They make him go down. So it's a little funny here. Now, maybe you could say that this happened after this Amr Lechem HaVamunah, this whole exchange was happening the morning of Yom Kippur as well. It's true, it happened every single day, but maybe this parak is introducing this as here's what happened also on Yom Kippur. So it's not clear whether the first part of this Mishnah is wrapping up our earlier discussion or should be read connected to the second part, and this is the beginning of the first day of uh, the beginning of the day on Yom Kippur itself. Yes, this was a regular thing, but here's what happened also on Yom Kippur. Okay, not the lottery, but this is definitely this happened on Yom Kippur. Okay, so they, they brought the great, the Kohen Gadol to the place where he would go to the mikvah. Zeklal. this is the ruling. Zakhlal Hayabi Mikdash, this is the general principle of the mikdash. Kolam Mesach et raglav. anybody that went uh, like um, a bowel movement, um, that's, that's the phrase, Mesach et raglav. actually, that means to bend over, because you bend over when you're having a bowel movement. Ton Vila, you'd have to go into the mikvah. So Mesach et and if, you, and if you urinated then afterwards you'd have to wash your hands and feet now we're not saying necessarily the Kohen Gadol had a bowel movement but since we're talking about the Kohen Gadol starts his day with a Tvilah we're also going back again there's always this conversation between what you did on Yom Kippur and what you would regularly do ok so we had a whole discussion about what you would regularly do on a normal day and now we get back to the coin Gadol. now we say he went to the Mikvah so now we talk about in general when would Kohanim go to the Mikvah whenever they had to go have a bowel movement or urinate or bowel movement they go to the mikvah, urinate, they wash their hands. That's normally when they would. But the Kohen gadol would start his day going to the mikvah. Okay, so now, let's see in the Gemara. I do want to, by the way, remind you that there was an interesting debate of the Rishonim whether the Truma Hadeshen on Yom Kippur was done by the Kohen gadol or not. Everything in the day was done by the Kohen gadol. There's a debate whether the Trum- of the Rishonim based on ambiguity in the Gemara or whatever, whether the Trumah Hadeshen was done. So even though we had all this discussion about pious. Right? You could say it was completely irrelevant to Yom Kippur, but according to some Akronim, it is... Re- it's relevant because at least they had the lottery even on Yom Kippur for who got to do the Tumar Desh then. So there is that at least... You know, again, interesting connection between the rest of the year, the ongoing conversation between Yom Kippur and what was normally done. Yes, so. The Sephardi key of report
1: doesn't even mention the term of possession.
0: Interesting, but the Ashkenazi one does, and it references it in that discussion of whether, according to would do it or not. Okay.
1: quick question. Should I assume? It's like we do it also like with Koach Gavra was a yeah, a yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, yeah, yes. That's general. Yes. Okay. So mark says like this: Tanya, we're talking bresa. Rabbi Shmel, Omer, Barak, Brakai. So Rabbi Yishevel says that they were, here we're going to have all these different opinions about what the announcer would say. Okay. So he said, he would say, Barak, Brakai. It's like it's uh, light, it's light. It's a double language. The Akiva Omer, Allah, Brakai. The morning light has risen up. I don't even know if there's a translation for the word Brakai. I think it's like a juxtaposition, like it's air sort of, you know, uh, or Barak, you know, is like a, like a lightning or, you know, a flash. So, okay. So he says... this
1: Barak, Barak. Uh, for
0: I know, I, 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 I didn't get the chance to say that yet. So, according to Rashi, right, Alabrakai, the, the, the light, the flash has risen up, means it's a, a little lighter than just the beginning of the light. Nechuma ben Afakshion. Interesting, Omer. Aprakai mm-hmm. bechavron. Aprakai He would say it even has gotten light to Hebron. Maschi um, um, ben Shmuel, Omer, or whatever. Hamimuna Omer said that the guy who was over the lots. Interesting. Now we know who the Mamuna was because it wasn't a different person, right? We had just been talking the whole last parak about the lots, and this parak opened with Hamimuna. So now we see the Mimune means the guy last parrot that had been running all of the lotteries. He was the one that was in charge. Makes sense. He got one guy in charge of everything. He was the one that was in charge of making sure that it was daylight and that they could get started with the Shrita. So on the moon ala paisot, Omer, he would say to the guy up on the tower, Heir Has it gotten light all the way until Chevron And the guy on the tower would presumably say yes.
1: So that's more and
0: that's more than Brachai That's like the beginning of light. This is like the whole East is lit up to get some greater degree of light. Omer, the Has it gotten light lit up all the way to Chevron And everybody now is on. Their way to work. So the Gemara says, Now it's very light. The whole idea is to get started the day early. So you want to make sure it's light, but you don't want to wait till rush hour. So the Gemara says, No. Um, um we, we've polling, Carmina. We don't mean everybody's going to work. We mean the foremen that are going out that have to hire the workers, that they, they go out super early, because they're the ones that gotta hire the workers, and you know, it's sort of like, you know, they would do this daily hiring of workers. I mean, it still <laughs> happens now, you know, in these, um, you know, what? Yeah, like in Mexico, whatever. Like, we need 10 people to work today. So you want the workers to start first thing in the morning. So you better be out there looking to hire them even earlier. Okay? What?
1: we're not talking
0: about how we're Yom right right, right. <laughs> well right I mean or we're talking about is it that time of day but again the fact by the way that it's Mimuna ala Paisot I mean again it, it, you know it does seem that we're talking here our Mishnah is not specifically in the Yom Kippur context this is something they would do every day um, okay so the Mishnah says like this Rav Safra uh, now we're talking about being light and we got starting the avodah. so we make a very interesting shift right now okay Slused Avram the prayer of Avraham uh, well you think we're going to talk about Shachris because Avram was talking Shachris Slused Avram but actually we're going to talk about mincha from the time the walls get dark, meaning if the sun is rising and you have a wall that's facing like you know facing towards the east or east-west, whatever. So for the first part of the day, the the wall is light. By the time the sun gets overhead, right then it starts, it's no longer being lit by the sun. And by the time it moves over here, it's actually a shadow is being cast. So basically, by noontime, afternoon, that's when Mincha starts. Now, the Marshal says, why are we calling, you know, why are we saying it's called Say <laughs> to Avram? I mean, the Marshal says that Mincha was metaking it. And he said, y- 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 what did I say? Mincha y- was metaking y- it. was metaking Mincha. So the Marshal says, yeah, Yitzchel might have been metaking, but he had a mesower from Avraham. <laughs> so, but the way I really read that is, is that he also says like Avram was the ikar Because if you look at the Avos, who's the one really praying all the time? Or, the, you know, it's Avram, Or certainly the one in regular conversation with God. I mean, although you do have, you know, by the, you know, you do have Yitzchak is praying to God, you know, that is true. But anyway, so he said, yeah, we're just saying, really, Abraham was metake all the idea of tefillah. Okay. That wrong, right? probably, that's a good answer. Okay. I, never thought, yes.
1: I never made this association that the word for dawn yes. means blackness.
0: Dawn means blackness? Yeah. Oh, Shachar and Shachor. Niki Maschari, yeah. That's an interesting plant, yeah. Shachar, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting okay Boker actually right is well, bo- Boker he's talking about Boker Boker right Boker actually means daybreak because that's Levaker that's when you distinguish between light and le-baker, darkness le-baker. right yeah. uh, Shacharit is actually I think later than Boker but it is interesting that meant right. of dark yeah, yeah. It's interesting. now if you look here at the side it quotes the Aruh who says basically what the Marsha says I don't know if you have it in your Gemara in my Gemara on the right hand margin the second thing in the small print in the Yibrati print, in like uh, the, of the note marginal I am Ba'arach, Erek Shachar, Ale, Perish, Tzilata Avot Kulam. The Lo Avraham Abraham. It really means all the Avot's prayers, right? The Lo He Abraham El Meit Ikar. Basically, so the mashia got it from much earlier from the arach. Yeah, Abraham already was matakin all the silos. Okay. So the, anyway, we're talking now about interestingly about mincha. But yes, that't makes an interesting point. The word shachar here is about dark. Okay, is about dark. But we're talking now about the day beginning to the sun moving to now to the and other side of their horizon. Until this point? Um, no, miki. From mm-hmm. when? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm Yose. So Reb Yosef <clears throat> said, What? We're going to learn from Avraham? So what does that question mean? So Rashi says, "Yeah, we know Avram was always such a Zaris, and he always did things, you know, diseases. So how, how can we learn from Avram? Which, by the way, this whole thing is bizarre because we're just making a claim. It's not like we're calling a pasuk. It's not like we have any evidence. Look, here's when Avram daven. Let's learn from this event when we're going to daven, okay? But any is like, it seems like he's just referring to it. He wants to call it mincha, so he refers to it as Avram's prayer, you know. But he's but but he understood it that somehow we're learning from something from Avram. How could we learn from Avram? So Rashi again says the the challenge is that Avram was always Zrizim and we can't learn from him but if you look at the side at the previous marginal notes, it makes again quoting the Aruch it makes a much more significant interpretation of this Gemara Uba Aruch Pirish how can you learn from anything prior to Matan Torah? As actually this Gemara we're going to say the famous teaching that also appears elsewhere. But the famous teaching that uh, the Abbas were Mekahim all the kula is going to be later in the Daf. <laughs> but the way the Arah reads this reads this challenge, it's like, okay, it's very nice. To say they were Micaim Kola Tarakula. Let's say they were. But they were doing it on their own. So that doesn't teach you halacha. Halacha is only when you're starting to do it as a matter of law. And you can't learn every, anything actual halacha from what Abraham did. Quite fascinating, you know, because it's also like an interesting question. Do we learn the halachas of, you know, of B'rishmila, is, is is the tzivuy of Mila. that's the basic halach of Mila. the commandment to Avraham, or l- much later, right, in Vayikra, in, in where it says, You read the Rambam, and the Rambam basically says, you know, until uh, Noah was given seven mitzvot, came Avraham, and he was given B'rishmila, and he was mitaking shachos, and Cain, Yitzchak, and he was metaken. You know, Mincha, and he was metaken. No, uh, I think he says no. Mincha, <coughs> and then uh, the Rambam, and then he says, and then comes, uh, and then comes Yaakov, and he was metaken Ma'ariv, and he was metaken Master. I forget if he says there's a machlokas Rambam Ravid whether to ascribe the Ma'aser to Yitzchak or, or to Yaakov because his face is for both. Anyway, so so the Rambam makes it sound, and then we got the Torah, and we got all Taryag Mitzvot. So the Rama makes it sound like actually, you know, these practices were part of. What became ultimately our halacha? Not that it all gets you know, deferred to Matan Torah, and until until then, it's all just irrelevant. So that's a very fascinating question: how much we see prior to Matan Torah as relevant? But there's also there's a difference between talking about that in terms of Brit Milah, which was commanded by God to Abraham, and this, which is just a practice that they were adopting. And that's the way the aruch leads the challenge. How can you assume from a practice that was adopted that we can learn anything about halacha? Yes, Charlie.
1: Uh, the Gemarachan Sanhedrin uses the actions of Abraham to derive no law. Kind
0: of yes, okay, well that's interesting. But that could be a reflection of what was being practiced based on the tziboy. Well, specifically,
1: it was that he married a, a half Yeah,
0: well that's also an interesting question we're going to get to in a minute, yes. The aruch was... Um, 11th century, I believe, or 10th century, it was a, um, Rabbi, Nathan. Rabbi Nathan, right? I, uh, I'm trying oh. to remember if it was 10th or 11th century. You yeah, know, what's 100 years between France? Anyway, it <coughs> was, um, it was written, um, by, um, uh, uh, sort of um, by somebody who was a, he- a student of the Gionim and in Rome, actually, so a lot of the, uh, identifying the words as having Greek or Latin origins, he actually does uh, correctly because it's coming from Italy and Rome, uh, but I forget the exact biography of him. But it's 10th or 11th century, and it's with a lot of Geonic material or in the and the Shah. 17th century something like that the article
1: is published the way okay. we have it now with like three different layers of it yeah yeah being a late 19th early 20th century scholar I yes think. yes who oh. does the
0: whole right right, right. Okay. meaning okay. following legislated law doesn't mean that <laughs> what the like the Niveen what post in, in the Torah and in Nahs, to the degree that we can say something is a gilu'i milsa when it's said in Nach not that it's mechad eshtavar but a gilu'i milsa that's after we're talking already about legislated law ok so let's take a look so the Gemara says like this hold on minute, I'll just try to read you see if I can find it in two seconds the Rambam I was referring to you yeah, have the you have the mitzvot of
1: Shav Shabbat before Matan Dora as well it's yeah yeah that's yeah that's right. right
0: ok hold on let me see just if I can... Yeah, let me see just very quickly if I can find it.
1: Okay. Oh, wait, not yet. Plumbing in Rome a thousand years
0: earlier. All right, I'm not finding it. Let's go on. I'll look for it later. Okay, so the murder says like this. Um, so Amarava... Tana learned from Abraham. Logam, I mean, know, we Tana learned from Abraham, and you're telling me we can't learn from Abraham. Where does Tana learn from Abraham? Because <laughs> you <laughs> started talking. Yeah, about daytime and where the sun is, and relating to you know, based on mikdash, it relates to tefillah. It's interesting, right? It's not a very clear transition. Okay, the time we taught in the brisa. You'll see it'll get to circle back to based on mikdash in a minute. So the day of the eighth day, you can do it any time on the eighth day. But we we know that the people that are zealous, you know, um, are do mitzvot early. Where do we learn it from? From Avraham. That Avraham got up early in the morning. So therefore, even though you could do me the whole day, you should try to do it earlier. So you see, we can learn from Avraham. Here's what was bothering me of Yosef when he said, how could we learn from Avraham? Titnan, um, we taught in the Mishnah, he wasn't really bothered about learning from Avram, he was bothered about the claim that Mincha starts right at noon, or 12.01. Because we teach in the Mishnah, are Arvei Pesachim Liyot Shabbos, when ere Pesach falls on Arab Shabbos, right? So you've got to start doing the Korban Pesach very early, because you need time to roast it, because you can't roast it at night, because night, Pesach itself, first day of Pesach is Shabbos. So So the Tamid was shechted as early as possible, in six and a half hours, meaning at 12.30. The Kari Veshevel mechza, and then it was all brought up, because we would now learned about dismembering it and slaying it and bringing it to the altar, and that happened at 7.30. Okay, at seven and a half hours, at 1.30. So here you see the earliest possible to do the Tamid is 12.30. Why not check it from the time the walls get black from 1201? That's when the sun starts moving away from giving its light against the wall. So, by the way, I want to point out to you an amazing shift because this exactly is repeating the big two, sort of paradigm and debate, or I would say two, pair, two models of filah. Filah right? and filah kinegadavot. We're saying Avraham. So the challenge of, are we going to learn from Avraham, now takes on a very different meaning because the point is, since when are you going to use the avot model of Tfila? If it was based on the avot, then we could say, look, you know, the idea, if you think about it, what's shakrit min three times during the day. Beginning of the day, middle of the day, end of the day. So that had nothing to do with korbanot. Not end of the day. Beginning of the day, morning, afternoon, night. Excuse me. That's like three times a day you pray to God. Morning, afternoon, night. So if that's your model having nothing to do with korbanot, what's afternoon? Starting at 1201, that's afternoon. But he says, since when are we learning from the model of avot? We should learn our chila from the model of korbanot. And korbanot is 1230, not noon, Okay, so which model you're learning from, it's not that we know that Abraham davened at 1201, but the model of a vote is morning, afternoon, and evening. And that would say 1201. He's saying, how do you learn from that? How do you base that? Shila, the times of Sila, at least, should be based on Korbanot, and that would tell you 1230, not 1201. Very yes.
1: one. We're interesting. They were trying to learn Sila from Abraham right uh, but then we then we revert to a different basur sort of, right which is the Kedah because we learned from Afra, yeah. but, but,
0: but, 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 no I'm not going no we have to move on by.
1: which is the middle of the day
0: fine the point is not but fine okay anyway we're learning a basic principle of, of zrizim from Avram. anyway back to the Gemara so the Gemara says look if you go by the Klebenot model of Tfilah it should be 1230 that's when you would bring the earliest you could bring to Tamid so the Gemara says, my kusha. Why is that difficult? The Maybe yes, you're right. Maybe the walls of the Beit Hamikdash didn't get dark till twelve thirty because it because they were they were they were not exactly uh, perpendicular. So wait, no. The Rashi explains it means that they were wider at the bottom and narrower at the top. So. The sun, even when it had passed like overhead, mm-hmm. was still casting some light. I, I, I don't am not a physicist. I don't exactly get it. But apparently, even if the sun is directly overhead, it's still casting some light on the wall if the wall's at an angle. <laughs> That's what I don't know. That's what Rossi said. Maybe somebody can explain that to me. But if those suck already, our things are not working. No, people don't,
1: <laughs> people,
0: people don't don't put the caps on. If this is the, your wall and the front is here, right, yes, so apparently some of the rays are gonna hit down on are gonna hit down on that side of the wall. Where if yes. your wall towards is the straight the wall, towards the right the if your wall is straight, then none of the rays hit this side hit the wall once it's directly overhead. Okay, so okay? so he's saying since the walls of the basement just looked like this, the walls were still light. Until 1230. Even after 1201, the walls were still getting some sunlight. And it was only when the sun had tipped a little bit more that the wall was actually dark. So what they're saying is, no, really, the halacha is 1201. But they just, but we measure it, and this is also why it's relevant here, how do you measure where the sun is? We measure it by looking at the walls, and in the base of Nikdash, they didn't have, it didn't seem to be the time yet, based on the walls, until 1230. What? <laughs> I know. I don't know what to say about that. Well, I, I will say something about that. Let's read a little bit more. But in principle, it's 1201, okay? Inami, or you could say, Shani Avraham, Avraham was a great um, astrologer, and he was able to tell exactly when it was 1201. Us, the Pshutayam, we have to be safe and say 1230. Inami Mishum bioshe who, or, um, um, or because he was a, you know, so one is he was an astrologer, and the other, or he was like somebody that was a, a, a huge sham he spent his time sitting in yeshiva, and that gave him the wisdom to understand, the knowledge to understand exactly when no, it was, tw- really cut, exactly when it was 1201, right. From our, there was never not, yeshiva learning from all of the time of the forefathers we were always learning Torah um, when they went Mitzrayim there was literally it means like a yeshiva but it it's pretty much means a yeshiva it means sitting and with elders sitting and learning Torah um, so elders is understood here to mean not literally old, but sages Hayu ben midbar yeshiva imayim shenemer asvali yeshivim ish mizikne yisrael from the sages. Abraham avinu zaken biyoshe biyeshiva. Abraham was a sage sitting in the yeshiva so the Marshall says why did we start with Mitzrayim and the Midbar and double back to Avram because obviously when it says about Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov being old you would see, you think Peshat of the Pesukim is old but once we show that in Mitzrayim it says and so on clearly there you don't just mean old people you mean sages so once you see there, you mean sages. So also we'll say that that's what it means by Avraham. Zaken um, <speaking in> zaken <Hebrew> Yaakov zaken and Eliezer Ever of Raham Zakin Via Shiva. Okay, that's actually even yeah. fascinating because that's me from, from from old age. You know, it's not that it doesn't even have the word Zakane, which you could say means an elder, a sage. There it says from old age. But I guess it's you know, that's what happens when you read the small print of the Rashi and the Ramban and Balamor so your eyes get bad. So already that was Yaakov's that was problem. Okay. So anyway, uh, I mean I mean Yaakov's problems. Okay. Um, Eliezer, <laughs> that had dominion over all that was his. So what does this mean? Now we're going to reinforce this idea of being uh, sitting and learning. I'm a Rebbe Lezer Shemoshel. Interesting, Rebbe Lezer Shemoshel Bitoras Rabo. He had he had mastery over everything his master taught him. So the mashat says the reason what you have to say that is, look, if, if if he's he's not allowed to paskin in the presence of Abraham, how could he teach in the presence of Abraham? Abraham was his Rebbe Muvok. Ah, it must be he wasn't teaching his own Torah. He was only teaching all the Torah that he learned from Abraham. Who's a Eliezer? He is Eliezer of Damascus. I'm a Lazar again. Interesting. eliezer Lazar. So the message is like an a, uh, an acronym. Dole umashke. He would draw up the water and water, you know, and provide the water of the water. So he draws from the wells of his master, and you know, and water for us. Provide the water for others. It's actually also interesting. It, it, it's a story because who else was Dole umashke? Right. That was when Eved went right, and then Rivka right was Dole uh, umashke. She drew the. Water. Water for the camels. So here he's drawing the water of the Torah for others. You're right. Anyway, so the mashash says part of the uh, part of the hint of this is that we normally give the names after the person, like you know So here it's Tamezek Eliezer, So that gives them a little license. They probably would have had the license anyway. So anyway now we're going to get on to now that we're talking about the Avot being Talmid HaKhamim and Rosh <coughs> Shiva, we're going to get on with that theme but I want to say one final thing about the time of davening so the simple answer the Gemara makes it sound like technically you're right it's 1201 but you know we play it safe they didn't exactly weren't able to tell the time so well in the base of Mikdash that's probably the tie in here so according to that maybe technically you could daven at 1201 okay but actually there are some opinions that say that no that really there the was a reason the walls were wide in the Beit HaMikdash or the reason they chose to go by that time was because it's not exactly one minute afternoon to be considered the afternoon you know when the sun is at the height from like 1130 to 1230 The might discussed this in Psachim right about telling what time it is and when you have to burn your Chometh or whatever you know it's like technically it might be 1201 but it's midday it's not afternoon Afternoon, now we have watches, 12.01 is afternoon. But no, that's a different period. That's midday when it's at the apex, like for the half hour before and after. 12.31 and on, that's already afternoon. And that's an interesting question about, like, Bidyeved, you know, Mincha from 1201. It also is and interesting you know, to discuss whether the commercial is just saying they played it safe or really is claiming it was different. And maybe it's actually claiming, again, different models. Maybe it's claiming, like, Abraham's model would be 1201, you know, and the Besson Mikvish's model would be 1230. Not, again, a playing it safe, but a conceptual different model. So, again, what is interesting about this is, you know, is, as I think, a playing out of the two models of Get a vote and connect it to Korbanot, and things like, which one do we learn in terms of the times from, um, and how exactly do you define when is the afternoon? Okay, that's debated. Okay, so now let's take a look. Um, Amarav. so now we've gotten onto this digression here, or this point, about the, the, all of the avot being Russia yeshiva. So, Amarav Avram fulfilled the whole Torah. and it's really the end of the pasuk. What is it? So all of that stuff—it's a lot of stuff. So mitzvot chukim Torah—that's kola Okay, what else is there? I mean, what seven mitzvot? That's so—that's what Gemara says. I'm only the Eima Sheva Mitzvos. Maybe it just means he kept the Sheva Mitzvos. Now, Haikan. One minute, Haikan Ami Mila. What do you mean Sheva Mitzvos? There was also Mila. Okay, fine. The Eima Sheva Mitzvos and Mila. But maybe that pasuk just means the Sheva Mitzvos and Mila. Amalei, Le, in pain Mitzosai the Torah Tai Lamali. I come on. The pasuk is saying hukotai, Mitzosai Torah Tai. It's not just Sheva Mitzvos. That's the whole shebang. So he kept kola Tora, Kula. Okay. So Amar Rav Avi Tamer Ravashi Kiyim Avraham Avinu Afilu Shenemer Torosai, my my Torah in plural achas torsha b'sav, achas Whether it's the written or the oral. Now, of course. That's a big critique because e- even the idea of oral normally means the interpretation of the written Torah, but still things that are biblical. A Ruve Tavshilin seems to have been specifically chosen to point out even something that's purely rabbinic. The whole idea of a Ruve Tavshilin, you know, from Yantav going into Shabbos is to remind you not, you know, to, to, to not forget <laughs> about Shabbos, if, even if you're cooking on Yantav for Shabbos, and so on. That's a completely rabbinic type of a thing. So to say Abram kept it is a pretty extreme statement. People try to give, more like symbolic explanations to why we're signing Erev Tavshil into Avram, like the Marsha suggests, the whole idea is to uh, is about remembering Shabbos and keeping the mitzvahs in mind. Anyway, it's a very challenging Gemara in general. What this means that they kept Kolat Kula because, as the Ramban points out, they didn't keep Kolat Kula. Yaakov married two sisters. You know, there's a lot of times they you know they had a matzeva, but you know later it says I share Shemalokach But in time of the Abbot, they had it. So the Ramban the Torah discusses you know whether we really should be taking this Gemara literally or not. But it is. This very famous idea that the avert again thinking about this and not just the models of of, like, tfilah, which is great. like that's Peshat of Sukim, they're the models of what it means to speak to God, but then they became the models of, you know, their, their status is also because they were tamid e chokhamin. and then it becomes you know, zakem v'yosheh v'yeshiva, we have to give them that identity, and then we have to give them the identity of actually you know, having done all the mitzvot, and it's certainly putting that in juxtaposition with how we read the beginning of the Gemara, which was, we can't learn from that because that's pre, prior to being legislated, again, that's, you know, if that's the way you read it, that becomes becomes an interesting, you know, sort of uh, dialectic between the beginning and the end. Okay, so we'll pick up here on Shabbos.